This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Wayne Talapapa. You ever had a run that wide open as on your first touchdown? Um, no, yeah, the O-line did their job. It was, it was actually surprising to me, and I was just, I mean, they do it every day in practice, so just to see it in the game was, was awesome. All right, the truth, did you look up at the big screen? I did for a little bit, and then I tried to make sure, I don't even know what I was thinking, I was just so happy to get into the end zone, so yeah, it was, it was a nice view. What was it like just getting back into a real game? Um, it was, uh, it was awesome. I would say it was also a little different, you know, being here in Washington. You know, the fans were, were chaotic. They were super involved within the game. Also just, you know, the sideline energy was huge. And so it was a blessing. It was really exciting for me personally. And, yeah, I'm glad I got to see it for the first time. Just uh, what was your favorite play of uh, the game? Was there one play that really um, jumps out at you that you're just going to remember for a long time? I would say that fourth and uh, one with Mike running the ball, a QB sneak, um, just to see that the trust that the coaches had trust in us to pull that off on our backed up on our own 32. That was huge, and I wasn't even running the ball. I was just excited to see our uh, collective offense come together and push to make a play like that happen. So that was my favorite play of the night, uh, just to see the energy and the, trust, and the trust that the coaches had in us. And then just, you know, to be able to pull that off really really gave us the confidence to keep moving forward. Are you talking about the fake timeout? Uh, I'm talking about the uh, QB sneak. Okay. Yeah, our QB sneak. Yeah, it was huge. So. Yeah, what do you think about the fake timeout play? Um, that was also an interesting one as well. <laughs> I mean, again, there's a lot of plays that are, that is in our offense that um, – it's not only you know surprising, but also hard for the defenses to keep up with, and that just goes to a testament to how you know creative and smart our offensive coaches are. So every day you see that in practice, and to see it you know run in the real game is is huge. I know some running backs just like to get carry after carry, you know, mm-hmm. series after series to get in a rhythm. Is it hard, you know, just sitting out a, a series, or is it all just pretty much the same? Um, you know, obviously you want to continue to help out the team as much as you can. Our philosophy in the running back room is, you know, we want to be the legs of the team. So regardless of who's in, you know, you got to carry that load uh, regardless of the situation. Our main goal at the end of the day is that our team gets wins, whether that be, you know, C.D., Will, Richard, uh, Camden Sermon, Sam Adams, uh, Aaron Dumas, Savion Sunday, or myself. You know, we want to continue to um, push that cause. But obviously, of course, you know, I always want to be in there and help out the team as, as best as I can. All right, one more. Just... Tell me about an offensive lineman who made one block and you just kind of remember and go, yeah. Troy, <laughs> Troy, right off the edge in that in that touchdown run, he sealed it off, and I just remember seeing his back and I was like, perfect. And Troy just he was a firm wall, so that was really exciting to see. And also, you see him work hard every day in practice, so to see it, you know, come to life in games was, was huge. But again, the, the only I did a 
fantastic job. Mike did not get touched. You know, times that I touched, that I was touched behind the backfield is usually on me. And so, man, they, they played an amazing game. Jalen. I look, at, look to my right, I see Rome. I look to my left, I see Taj or JP or Giles. You know, we just... We all trust each other, and it's a bunch of love. So yeah, yeah. What What are you guys doing now as a group that you honestly don't think you were doing last year or in the previous years? Um, what's changed? I want to say we're tighter than we are before. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year we were tight, but this year, you know, we've been um, hanging out off the field more. Um, you know, we've been praying a lot together. Uh, Coach Shep, you know, he. He says a lot of prayers to us, and he, you know, brings God into our life. So yeah. that's also a great deal with us. Well, you mentioned Coach Shepard. I spoke to him last week, and obviously, you guys tally a lot of different individual things on the board back there. And he said, one thing that they keep track of is softs. Yeah. He said, "There's a guy named Freddie Soft." Freddie. Freddie. Yeah, boy, that Freddie, man. Okay. So <laughs> tell me about that and why that's important for you to track stuff like that. So basically, Freddie Soft is—he's a little angel on your on your shoulder, yep. and he's going to be telling you in your ear, like Chef said, you know. You could turn down that hit, Jay. You know, you could turn down that hit, or you know, you don't gotta catch the ball. There's a there's a backer coming at you, but you'll be all right. But nah, like you gotta you gotta learn to forget about Freddie Soft, and you gotta uh, be aggressive and be physical and make the play. Do you so. have any softs on your resume yet this year? Nah. Yeah. Does no. anybody have a soft yet? <laughs> nah, we all got some. We all got some. <laughs> there have been times. How how has that is that different under Coach Shepard than the previous coaching staff? Is nah. that a new thing or no? Nah. We had that, we had that last year too. You did. He's just more he's more on and on it with us and uh, he doesn't want us to do any of that. So. Yeah, well, Jalen McMillan's with us. Go back to your first touchdown because okay. the play before, yeah. uh, I don't know, can I say you had a drop? Yeah, is, that, a drop. is that fair? A drop, and yeah. then Penix goes right back to you on the yeah. next play. How right. much did that mean to you? Um, it obviously shows, you know, the coaching staff's trust into me um, and Mike's trust with me. Um, you know, Coach Grubb, great offensive coordinator, great coach, great person, so... You know, him coming back to me on that play and Mike coming back to me on that play kind of showed me how they feel, and, you know, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, and the scoreboard says 45 points is great. Maybe should have been 52, but we'll, we'll take 45. Yeah. Were you happy with what you saw offensively? Um, of course. I was super happy, but, um, you know, then again, there's so much more room for us. that We could have put up 70, you yeah. know. The sky's the limit for this offense, so we just got to keep being aggressive. Right. What What is the difference in the route running? People have commented on that, that it looks crisper, it looks cleaner, it looks tighter. I wonder if you see that. Um, yeah, Coach Seb just really, um, he's just really detailed with us. He tells us exactly how he wants us to run things, and it works. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. I want to ask you the same question I asked you a few weeks ago. Best wide receiver in that room not named McMillan is who? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> If we're running a fantasy football draft and we're taking Husky players, okay. but you can't draft Jalen McMillan, okay. who are you drafting? And I won't tell the guy that you say it is, by the way. Probably Ramadunze. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said, I asked Rome the same question. You know what he said? What he, he said Ramadunze. He would draft <laughs> Ramadunze over anybody else. How tight are you guys in particular, the, uh, just uh, the two of you? I mean, we came in together during COVID, so just having that um, and then all that adversity we went through together last year, um, we're super tight, and, you know, really nothing can make us fold. So it's my brother right there. Yeah, I love it. Listen, man, great stuff against Portland State. We'll talk soon. Appreciate yep, this. Appreciate you. Jalen, I was curious about the, the, the guys you go up against. Okay. I mean, obviously we've seen Julius yeah. step in and do a mm -hmm. great job. Who are, who are some of the guys that you, you try to target during practice, during fall um, camp, that you love to go up against? I love going up against uh, Dom Hampton. Dom Hampton makes me – it's iron on iron. He's a great player. So going up against him is tough. Um, Meets Powell. He's a great cornerback, but also from last year, Kyler Gordon and uh, Trey McDuffie, they also um, did a great deal to where 
you know, we go up against anybody. We can play against anybody if we play against them too. So I was going to say, you obviously showed it on Saturday night. Yes, sir. You made it look a lot like just pitch and catch. So do you feel like it was a case of iron sharpening iron during fall camp? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, the defense, Dom is probably the only guy that me and him compete a lot during practice. So just having him, just having him at Nichols probably the best thing that happened. Taj Davis. Hey, Taj, just wanted to talk about the fall because um, when the depth chart came out yes. and you were listed as a starter, it was yes. like, that's because there was such a big competition. Yes. And I think everyone kind of assumed that Rome would get a, a spot, maybe Jalen would get a spot. Mm -hmm. Then you look at Giles, you look at you, you look at guys even like Junior coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so much competition. What do you think ultimately edged it, edged it maybe in your favor? Um, you know, honestly, I would just say, every other receiver every receiver is bringing a different aspect to the game and you know being able to pick up and learn from each and every single one of these dudes you know they're all tremendous players they're all nfl players so i know that the skill they have and the abilities they have i'm able to add to my game so we all kind of just piggyback off of each other and that's what makes us just continue to compete compete and compete we're not stopping the whole season right in terms of your development personally tosh where do you feel like you're at compared to a year ago oh man i feel like i took a huge leap um uh, mainly in just attacking the football, and I would say in my route running. I've got a lot more dialed in my route running um, with a coach like Jamarcus Shepard. You know, he, he, he dials in on the details, so whenever I'm running these routes, he's making sure I'm doing each and every move right and just being able to add what he's able to um, give me to my game. I was going to say, what, what are some of the things that maybe he's really honed on that you've all of a sudden reaped immediate rewards with? Um, honestly, I would say um, he's gave me a lot, a lot more releases. Okay. We haven't got a lot of press this year. Obviously, it's been the first game, but um, he's he's definitely helped me um, add some releases to my game and just attacking the football and having having such a dominant mindset. Coach Shep's uh, mindset is just something that rubs on on each and every receiver. So we all pick up off of that. And it sounds like you are going to get a little bit more man this weekend. At oh least yeah, that's what the, it sounds uh, like. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So tell me a little. Uh, I was just actually kind of curious with Portland State. Do you guys ever keep in touch with Marcus Spiker? Um, no, I actually haven't talked to him for a minute. Okay. Yeah, I haven't talked to him since he left. Okay, I was just curious if any of the guys oh, no, kind of no, sir, no, sir. kept touch with him or I not. I have not spoke to him. Um, I was also curious about Saturday night mm -hmm. because we didn't, it was, you know, it was so late yes, after sir. the game, so we didn't get a chance to talk to too many people. Yes, sir. But I was curious on, you know, you go into practice, you go into fall, you try to, you try to make it as good as you possibly can make it. And yet you come out and do that kind of thing. And I think everyone even is like more surprised on how good it looks, the execution. Yes, sir. Did you guys even surprise yourself a little bit? Um, honestly, I would say no. Okay. I would say no because um, we come out here and we put in the work each and every day. The plays that we ran in the game, we ran over and over and over again. Each play hundreds of times. We're running the play over and over and over again. So when we come into the game, it's almost like another practice. You know, like you just got to execute and you got to get the play finished. Yeah. And so, and for you personally, I mean, you catch that first touchdown. Yes, sir. I mean, how, how big a load is that off your shoulders just in terms of kind of, you know, letting the shoulder sag a little bit, just kind of feel, okay, I'm in the game now. Now I can just kind of relax. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously a great feeling coming in, my first play, getting that touchdown and being able to do that. But um, honestly, I, it didn't really take a load off my shoulders. I still wanted to come in and execute every other play. Uh, I ran a stutter and go, drew the flag on it, but I didn't want the flag. I wanted the touchdown. So sure. next time I got to make sure I avoid the collision. Right. Now, I think a lot of people, would also Washington fans, would also kind of wonder, okay, you, you, you get a big momentum game. You get a big win. You know, MAC teams may not get a lot of respect necessarily out here in the West, mm -hmm. but nationally they're known for putting together some really good teams. Yes. 
how do you avoid maybe the the second game slump, as it were, or overlooking uh, an FCS team, for instance? I know this team, with what happened with Montana, you wouldn't think you'd ever overlook anyone yeah, ever again. Exactly. But I think human nature is sometimes you feel like you're already there. Exactly. How do you how do you avoid that? No, you said it best. Exactly. Um, just just like what happened last year, we're not we're not trying to overlook any opponent, no matter what division, what what conference they're in. Um, it's another opponent. It's another chance for us to go out and execute the plays we practice on each and every day. So, you know, we don't really take it for granted. We we come out here ready to compete against whoever it is, no matter if it's the number one number one team in the country versus the last team in the country. Sure. And also, obviously, everyone noticed that Julius came in for Jordan uh, as far as the DBs yes. on Saturday night. Who are the guys that really challenge you the most over on the other side of the ball? Oh, man, you know, we have a, a lot of good corners. Um, uh, definitely Julius uh, just being added to the corner room, you know, that's good for them. And um, Devon Banks is also a good player that's that's there for them. Um, EJ Jackson, he's just coming back. So, you know, they have a lot of good corners, honestly, in that room. Um, I'm curious, just as y'all, just to see who they're going to put out there. So, Do you do you target one or two guys specifically and say, when when I'm going up, I want to go up against that guy? Uh, Mish Powell. Yeah? Yeah, Mish Powell. I like, to, I like to go against Mish. You know, me and Mish are real great friends, so being able to compete and just give each other good work, you know, you can't, you can't pass that up. Perfect. Thanks, so, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Playing Nick, Turner. So I, just, I just put it this way. I've been preparing hard um, so since I got here and working hard since I got here. It's just time to time to let it shine now. I, I'm curious, you know, a lot of fans, I think, when they look at your game or, or maybe some questions generally are just about your ability to consistently tackle, point of attack, all that stuff. How, right. how much work have you put in in terms of trying to be a more physical safety? And everyone, you know, you've always, always obviously been a ball hawk right. having that other piece of the game as well. Right. Uh, I'm definitely trying to be an all-around uh, football player for sure. I mean, I'm a bigger body, so I should be better at the tackling and stuff like that. should bring a little harder hits and stuff. So I'm working on that. Um, after practice, I'm about to get that in right now too. Um, but, yeah, it's something big. I feel like i got to be all around and be a sure tackler and stuff like that, and it's something I've been working on throughout spring ball, fall camp, and now in the season too. How do you work that when, obviously, you can't hit as much in practice, you can't right. simulate that as easily as some other drills? How do you go, what, are you, what are you about to do to, to try to work on that? Probably just some bag drills and also just leading up to the contact point. Yeah, like the contact point's big, but also just, like, technique you got leading into it and stuff like that. So, obviously, that's impact, not tackling a full body, not bringing them to the ground and stuff like that, but just working on my technique. The whole ball hawk thing, being in the right place at the right time, how much of that is preparation and film? I know you said the slant, you knew that was coming. Right. And how much of that is just kind of having a sense for where to be in, in the right moment? I think it's a little bit of both, a little bit of everything, honestly. Being in the right spot, a little bit of film, and a little bit of just coaches putting me in the right spot as well, the call and stuff like that. But um, I feel like film definitely helped, and I like to credit that too as well, just because I, sure, I need an excuse to watch all that film for hours. So it's definitely big time. People have said, uh, I think, in said yesterday that you're here longer than the janitors are yep. here. They're, they're not sure where you go. Yep. What's a typical day like for you in terms of when you're showing up? I'm, when it's not game day, but yep. a, a weekday, when are you showing up? When are you going home? Gotcha. So they probably wake up around 5, get here around 5.30, and then shoot, just go football until 9.30, 10 p.m., and then just up there with the GAs, up there with the coaches. I damn near got my own desk up there um, <laughs> where the scouts watch film. I just watch on one of their computers and stuff. But, yeah, I leave around 9.30, 10, head home, get my sleep, and same thing, repeat the next day. How hard was Kent State with the quarterback? Because it looked like they had him a bunch of times and he right. slipped loose. And you're being asked to cover right. for a long time. Can you talk right. about that a little bit? Well, sure. I didn't even notice that he was slipping loose until I watched the film because we we're, we we're man a lot and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, when he was slipping loose, I just I knew like our I knew our rush could get there sooner or later. And even if they weren't getting a sack, they were distracting him, making him scramble and stuff like that. So that helped big time. Just with uh, Jordan when he went down, you know, what changed out there? Um Nothing really for me, personally. I just know how to communicate to the other corners because they don't have as much experience, probably. Um, but, you know, the standard doesn't drop, whether it's the first string, second string, third string, whoever's in there. The standard doesn't drop, for sure. 
talk a little bit about you know Dom Hampton. You know he's a real physical guy. Right. Um, you guys didn't have any blow up hits, but you still played a physical brand of ball. Right. Uh, Dom Hampton, shoot. You already know. You see my practice when y'all are out here in the games, and I'm sure y'all see even more uh, physical from me and him throughout the season for sure. And just also your reaction giving the game ball to Coach DeBoer. I think that's big time. I mean. A lot of it was the players. Obviously, the players get the win and stuff like that on the field, but a lot of glory goes to him, too. Um, obviously, he's the head coach, but um, it was great getting him his first win, especially at home with all the fans, his family here and stuff like that. I can't recall many players who have their first name on the back of their jersey. I'm curious what went into that change for you. Um, so there's a lot behind it, but pretty much since eighth grade, my parents got divorced in seventh grade. Okay. Eighth grade, pretty much around there, I kind of like, for the most part, stopped talking to my dad, okay. and that's his last name, Turner. Um, and that's been for the past shoot years, four or five years from now. And uh, ever since then, I kind of just stopped talking to them for good now. Um, his side, him in general. And uh, ever since then, I kind of just decided just to step out on my own. And I don't have a last name I'm going to change it to yet, but when I do, I'll change it on the back of my jersey. But Coach DeBoer was nice letting me do that. Um, just put Asa there in the meantime. And I know that your mom lives here and has been a big support system right. for you. This how much of what you do is, is with her in mind? Oh, guaranteed. So right after my, what was it, the second pick, I pointed up to her. She's sitting right up there. Um, we got a cool picture of that. Yeah, sit up in the, yeah. our family section right up there by yeah, the scoreboard. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, no, she's big time for sure. And she, she, even her and my little sister are willing to change their last name to whatever I decide to because we're just one, shoot. They moved up here for me, like I, like you said, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're one family. Awesome. Appreciate it. What did Julius's experience help, you know, because like you said, communicating with the cornerbacks, is how much does it help knowing he's an experienced guy out there? Uh, it's big time because he sure, he was playing safety a couple weeks ago, moving him to corner. He's just athletic and stuff, so we could trust him out there to do his job. Um, also, he had moved a couple weeks ago, so he hasn't had much reps there. So that's why I was talking about communicating with him, gave him the call and stuff like that, make sure we're on the same page and stuff like that. But he'll do his job for sure. You might have been asked this, but Coach DeBoer said you may or may not live in the stadium. Yeah. Can you confirm whether or not you live I definitely, in the I definitely got my own place, but uh, I'm not there a lot. Shoot, just there to rest. All I need is a bed and stuff like that. But, yeah, I live with Cam Fab, the Husky. Um, and, yeah, I'm just there to rest. <laughs> That's it. You know, with Julius moving over to corner, you know, if I recall correctly, when you were being recruited, Notre Dame wanted you as a linebacker. Right, right. Do you ever, do you ever, get, concern, oh, yeah. you ever get concerned about them wanting you to move to linebacker with your size or keep your weight down on purpose? Yeah, I, uh, so I'll be willing to do whatever. Honestly, at this point, I'm just trying to get on the field and just make plays. But, um, yeah, I know there's opportunity for me in the league, obviously, if I play like I an mean, like outside backer or something like that. I'm keeping that in the back of my mind, but just right now I'm just trying to focus on safety, um, being athletic and stuff like that. When you were being recruited, did you definitely want to be a safety or were you open to the linebacker? A lot of people yeah. were saying that's why you came to Washington right. was right. to play safety. Uh, in the end, that's why I came here, yeah, to play safety. But there was a point where I didn't know what to do. Obviously, I liked Notre Dame. I liked here, and that was kind of the deciding factor. I went to the Hawaii Bowl, um, the Poly Bowl, and I played linebacker at the All-American game. They didn't really like it played safety at the poly bowl got a pick so that was kind of like the calling for me just to come here and play db for coach lake Didn't you, you ran into some guys that were committed to UW at the poly bowl too right did right. any of that is there any connection there any of those guys say hey come on, come on over here you know where it's at it's crazy you said that because uh shoot at the all-american game it had kyle hamilton and them so i was talking to them they're trying to get me to go there and i hear um who was there like uh julius buelo i think was there mickey iu was there he's not with us no more but yeah i was definitely talking to them and hanging out with them so it's cool who said he thinks you live here? What's your answer to that? Do you, do you have a suite up to upstairs and know where all the food is? <laughs> I definitely, I told him put me on his payroll. That's what yeah. I said. I told him that. But um, 
No, I definitely got my own place. I live with uh, Cam Fab, the Husky, um, number 13. But, yeah, we got our own place. I'm there shoot, just to sleep pretty much, but, yeah. Because I, I can picture you in a robe and a toothbrush walking <laughs> around here, maybe cranking up the music system. Oh, yeah. Tom and Dog or something about 11 o'clock at Guaranteed. night. Guaranteed, all the time. Yeah. Who'd you hear from after the game? Uh, a lot of people, shoot. But most importantly, the things that meant the most to me was my family, um, my high school coach, um, and yeah, just people that like I know support me, but I don't talk to them as much. You know, it was great to hear from them and just the support and just know that they're watching and stuff. I know the guys in the NFL that you've played with follow the team closely. Did you hear from any of those guys? Uh, yeah, I didn't get no like text or nothing, but they slid up on my story and stuff like that on Instagram saying are they good, like Levi, um, Elijah, um, Keith Taylor, and then Keyshawn Beria. He texted me or he texted me on Instagram too, so that was cool for him to reach out because I didn't play with him in the past, so it's cool. Thanks, Asa. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at New Balance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia Serving. Uh, I know you weren't even alive, I think, when he played. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even born, so yeah. Uh, I didn't see it, but I've definitely heard stories and he's told me, so it's definitely an honor to um, you know, my dad has laid a path for me and always gives me great advice. So I'm just very grateful to definitely have that knowledge and have him in my corner for sure. Was there a lot of pressures knowing that you were the son of Leroy Irvin when you came up? That- you know, you had to show yourself because that's the guy that scored five times in the NFL at 35 interceptions. I mean, that's a lot to live up to for anybody. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I felt the pressure since a young age, I'd say, just from, like, uh, being a Pop Warner, people telling me. But I think over the years, uh, I kind of put more pressure on myself and, like, my goal and my aspirations. So I don't let him and his uh, career affect me too much. But definitely when I was younger, I mean, just hearing all of it for the first time and as I'm coming up through high school and, like, you know, people are going to give me stuff about it. So... Yeah, I definitely, uh, earlier on in my career, yeah, I could definitely say I felt the pressure. Louis, I'm curious, you, you've been here for a long time, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, this is an era where people move on if they're not getting an opportunity, you've mm-hmm. sort of been waiting to, to really break through. Mm-hmm. What has that experience been like, and what's kind of kept you here all these years? Um, the thing that's kept me here is just the family, you know, and then the city of Seattle. Like, just everyone that I run into and, you know, all of the people that I've known and all the friends I've met here is just something that's really kept me here. And, and as far as the UW legacy of DBs, you know, like, I want to continue that on and I don't want to leave, you know, just because things aren't going my way or I'm not, I feel like I'm not that type of person. So, you know, I, I like to stick things through and Seattle's been great to me, you know, regardless of football, you know, I've made a lot of friends, made a lot of great connections and it's a beautiful city and I just can't wait, you know, when it's my turn, I'm going to be ready. Sorry. Have there been difficult moments where you, when you came out, I mean, obviously you were a big time recruit, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a culture where, you know, people tell you you're really good. You can choose from where you want to go. You took officials all over uh, just to have to scrape and claw for years. Has it been difficult from a mindset perspective? What's that been like? Uh, Definitely. You know, um, when you come out of high school, you know, you think you're the 
you know, the hottest thing, you know, in your area and stuff like that, which may be true, but, you know, you kind of have to fall in line and stuff like that when you get to college and there's different situations that you might fall into um, as far as, like, depth on the depth chart and the guys ahead of you. And I know that the guys in the room when I arrived at freshman year were all NFL guys and they all look at them, they all went to the NFL. So, I mean, it just allowed me to learn and, you know, sit behind them and learn how to approach the game and from many different facets and from many different people. Just it's really helped me a lot in growing my knowledge upon the game on the field and off the field. How much did your dad help you through this kind of whole period, last few years, just kind of his experience, just his input, just kind of how much does he meant to you? What has he said? Yeah, he just, uh, he encourages me to stay positive too. Like, you know, I've, I've been, obviously in, in my earlier years, I was more upset than when I've grown and got more mature. Um, and he just kind of encouraged me to stay positive and, um, and always, you know, have that fight in me. So, you know, he's been real help in my corner. You Not sure. one on, uh, on uh, Saturday after getting in there. What did you see on that play? And do you feel like you should have brought it in? What was, what was, oh, yeah, what I should have brought. I should have brought that one in. Um, it was. I, I knew they were going to run the slant. They were like he was a slightly like a nasty split inside. So I just had a feeling. And then once he released right into my body, I knew he was going to break off for the slant. I definitely should have caught that one. That one should have been sick. So. Yeah, that one kept me up. That one kept me up. <laughs> not sure if you've been asked this or not, but have you been moved to corner? Uh, yes, 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 I have. Um, like two weeks ago, I moved. I got moved to corner. I just started picking up and learning it briefly, but you know they fully moved me about a week and a half ago. So, so you're no longer a safety. Uh, not at the moment, but I can still play safety. So I'm, I'm still like informed and learning both positions. So you know, I can bounce around wherever they need me. But right now I'm at corner. How did that position change happen? Did they come to you? Did you go to them? I was a little bit of both, uh, just kind of the need within the team and guys getting hurt, guys going down. And just I always told them, you know, wherever you need me, I, I want to be there and be available. I feel like my, I, I look at myself as a utility guy, a guy who can slide all across the field. And that's kind of what I did in high school. So, like, having that role has honestly just been a great experience for me and it's just been exciting for me to step into that. How difficult is it? I mean, what's the, how much difference is there? I know there's a lot of things mm -hmm. that carry over, but what are some things that you're being asked to do that you haven't done in a while? And have you played corner? before uh I, I see i haven't played corner too much but some things i'm asked to do is play a lot more man bump and run um, i'm in the receiver's face a lot um i'm taking routes across field i'm taking routes vertical it's something i'm not used to uh specifically um from a safety perspective because i'm in a lot of space usually with safety um so yeah just but the transition has been great for me uh, it allows me to kind of hone in on my man-to-man -man skills and become a better cover guy so i've really taken the advantage of getting out there on a corner because it's going to help my man-to-man -man and my DB skills overall. Is it a different mindset? I mean, do you find yourself maybe acting like a safety when you need to act like a corner? Uh, it's definitely a different mindset. Um, you know, you need to be more patient, be more locked in at corner. You know, you're, you're guarding some of the fastest and quickest guys, you know, on the other teams. So having that patience and stuff like that and play route recognition and all those things definitely play a part in uh, the corner life. Safety is a little more physical. You're going to fit in the run a little more. Um, you're just reading different things. So, yeah, corner's definitely been a different, and it's been an adjustment for me, but it's been, it hasn't been too difficult for me. Um, I, I guess the biggest difficulty for me would be uh, getting used to lining up and bump and run. But after that, after the first couple of days, I mean, getting my feet comfortable, it was a seamless transition. All right, just one more. Just, you yeah. know, um, is there a safety room and a corner's room, or is it the same? Uh, the, so there's a separate rooms, yeah, now. So, um, yeah, so... 
Um, so yeah, I was in the safety room, and then I kind of jumped over to the corner room. I just I always talked to both coaches because uh, when I when I came in, they just had one big room, so I was just used to the one big room. So I always like to get hear what the safety coach is saying and hear what the corners coach is saying because they kind of operate together. So become close to walking into yes. this, going to the safety room the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I walked in there a few times, and I was like, "Hey guys, you guys missed me." They said, "I'll get out of here, get out of here." They were just giving me crap, but you know, I miss those guys, man. I, I'm so proud of the safeties. Ace had two picks last weekend and you know that's an amazing way for him to start the season so Callister and in your background I know you played some soccer too mm-hmm. did you grow up playing soccer playing football like what, what was your interest yeah so I was a soccer player for a while I originally wanted to play in college I played uh, I played club soccer for probably about 10 years um, but then I started playing sort of high school soccer and my football coach was actually at one of my soccer games my freshman year and he talked to my dad and he just wanted me to come out for football so I ended up just trying it out, and I fell in love with it, and here I am. It so. took uh, Race Porter about three or four years, I think, to get out on the field, and then he was a great kicker. Mm-hmm. You surprised yourself by being a redshirt freshman? You got on the job? Uh, yes and no, because last year I was definitely in a, I was an interesting situation. I was third string, and looking back on it now, it's kind of funny that I'm playing now, and I was third string last year. But also, I put a lot of work in this offseason, and so I'm also not surprised because I'm I feel like I did a good job of coming in and showing the coaches what I can do and proving to everyone that I can be a punter here. So, How did they tell you last week that you were going to be the guy? Uh, well, at the end of kind of fall camp when all the coaches meet with the players and kind of give them their roles and like explain their roles for the upcoming season, uh, they just told me that I would be the starter. So I met with Co- Coach Creighton, actually. I met okay. Creighton. Yeah. And what was your reaction to that? I mean, I was... I figured it was coming, and but I was just super excited to finally hear it. It was kind of like when I heard those words, it was, it was like all my hard work finally paid off in my mind. So, what was like yeah. the what was the first punt like? <laughs> it was a it was a crazy feeling. It was it was super amazing to be out there in front of in front of all the fans, and it was actually I felt oddly calm out there. I felt it was a it, it was an oddly familiar feeling, even though I'd never done it before, but. It was super fun. I ended up hitting a great punt, and it was just a great experience. 48-yard debut. Yeah, definitely. Being in the end zone, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. It was, <laughs> you would, you would was, think you'd want something where you could cough and corner it or yeah. something a little easier. Yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking it was kind of funny for my first punt to be backed up in a situation like that, but you know, I was confident in my abilities, and I, ended up, I hit a good punt. So, What, what has been kind of the, the plan without obviously giving away too much, but you know, Kevin's left-footed, you're right-footed. Yeah. Is there is there kind of a scheme or an idea that under a certain set of circumstances you might go and under another set he might go? Um, I mean that would probably be a, be a better c- question for Coach Schmidt, but uh, I I'm not entirely sure honestly. So sorry I can't give you much there, but but ultimately when when you did talk to Coach Creighton or whoever told you that you were going to be doing the uh, doing the kicking, what what did they tell you? What what really kind of swayed them? Uh, I think I think. Uh, my consistency. I've, pr- I've pretty much showed them since since spring ball that I can consistently put it where they want it, and I think that was a I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. So. And then the second one, you probably thought, oh, I got a, a big one off the first time. Yeah. This 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 punting thing in a game is no problem, right? Yeah. That was a that was a, not the best that was not the best operation all around. But I'm not saying I'm not blaming anyone else. That was that was majorly on me. But uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a great punt on my part. It was a uh, I mean, first game, learning experience. Sure. So I'll 
I'll rebound next time, so I'm not worried about it. When you decided to come here, Jack, did, was the whole idea to try to get on scholarship eventually and to try to, to, to be that guy that, you know, get his schooling paid for and do all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's always the goal for every football player. But, yeah, I mean, it, it would be super – I had a – I had a good idea of what it would be like coming here. I could, uh, what was part of it, part of what was really appealing to me was being able to come here freshman year and learn from someone like Race Porter, who's experienced. He's a great punter. He's a great guy. So, and I thought it'd be cool to come here and learn from him. Hopefully, try to follow in his footsteps and get on scholarship. What, so. what are kind of the one of the two things that Race left you with that you kind of think about, maybe even like on a daily basis? A lot of, uh, a lot of mental. A lot of mental things. Nothing, nothing too specific. But I just watching him and how he prepared it, like, kind of opened my eyes to how, to actually how important being mentally, mentally ready and um, self-talk and all that stuff to how important that actually is. And he taught me a lot about holding too. And that's that's not uh, punning, but yeah. So those are I say those are a couple of things that he, that he left me with. And obviously technique tips here and there. But sure, yeah. Why in general? Maybe you can tell people. Why do you feel like it's important, or, or why do special teams coaches like to use punters as holders traditionally? Because, like you said, with race, it <laughs> happened for years. Yeah. Now it's happening with you, and, and I know even Kevin does it too. Yeah. Well, I think in the back in the old days, it used to be quarterbacks, yeah. but then it kind of uh, sometimes they weren't super great at it. And I think how it kind of evolved was that the punters they were with. I mean, we're with the punters were with the kickers and the snappers sure. all day, so they kind of just naturally settled into that role since they had the time to to work on it with the kickers. Okay. And so yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And I guess this last question, generally speaking, just as an overall culture picture, how do you feel like things are like a year on from last year? Because you were on the you were on the team last year, and mm-hmm. now we're a year ahead. Where where do you think this team is compared to where they were this time last year? Well, I think we're definitely in a in a better place than we were last year. It's I wasn't totally. Last year, I wasn't totally, I didn't totally have a great idea of the culture since I had just arrived sure. in the fall. But from what I did know, what I could sense, um, it seems it's a lot better this year. And I think everyone, I think our leaders have done a little bit more, stepped up more this year. And I think we're just in a better place as a team. Good. So, thank you, yeah. Jack. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. You got it. Yeah, you too. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.